baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 942, 18 till 10. I don't fish. I like to fish, but I'm more of a golfer, and, and I watch some fishing shows on TV, and we're talking about speckled trout here, and I'd love for hear for, to hear from you if you are a fisherman at 504-260-1870 um, about what's going on with speckled trout limits. We welcome in Patricia Banks, Assistant Secretary for Fisheries at the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Good morning, Patrick. Uh, pa- Patricia, I'm sorry, Patrick. Uh, I got the wrong glasses on. How are you, Patrick? I'm fine, Tommy. I appreciate you having me. Thank you, sir. Um, one thing that, that I was surprised about is the difference between Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Commission and the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Some people tend to conflate those two, and those are two different bodies, correct? Well, um, it is two different bodies. You're correct, but but we do work together. Our commission is basically the regulatory arm of the agency. The agency is the administrative arm and the commission uh, is the regulatory arm. They they pass the regulations that we need to effectively manage the uh, fisheries and wildlife resources of the state. All right, let's talk about speckled trout. What's going on? Well, um, so our, our most recent stock assessment that we've uh, performed uh, which is a peer-reviewed stock assessment. Very good uh, data, very good science has shown that our our spawning stock biomass, which is the amount of female um, reproductive uh, fish in our population, is at the lowest point that it's ever been. And so we know that we need some regulatory changes to try to bring that population back up to a target level so that it'll uh, remain healthy in the future. And so that's why we embarked upon this effort to uh, make some modifications to our fishing regulations back in 2019. And then our commission finally ag- agreed with us uh, last year and passed some regulations. And then the legislature decided uh, to strike those down just last week. So where does it stand now? Well, that's a good question, and and we're going to have to go back and have that discussion with our commission, and that's what we intend to do here in the coming weeks is to sit down with the commission and say, okay, the the regulations that you all passed uh, that we needed to conserve the resource uh, was rejected by the legislature. You know, do you want us to bring a different option to you all, commission? Do you want to not do anything at this point and leave the regulations as they were? Or do you want us to do some additional analysis and then bring back some additional analysis to you? So we're going to be having those conversations with the commission here in the, at the next commission meeting in March. I'm presuming, Patrick, your only horse in this race is to protect the species and the fishery, right? That's that's absolutely right. That is our that is our goal. We our job is to advise the commission and the legislature on conservation man, uh, measures that are necessary to conserve and protect the resource, and it is the commission and the legislature's responsibility to consider that information as well as consider information from the public and the impacts on the the, uh, coastal economies and things like that and then make a final decision. And I think that's what the legislature did last week is they 
they listened to us. They also listened to the concerns of the anglers and the coastal communities, and they decided that that this was not the way that they wanted to go. Well, it seems to me like they listen to fishermen that vote. Um, and I don't know if that's, I'm just being honest here, uh, Patrick, I don't know if that's the best thing, um, for the future of speckled trout in Louisiana. And again, I'm not a fisherman and, and I'm uh, 504-260-1870. If you are, I'd love to hear from you. Tell me about the methodology involved, because I, I guess uh, the only way uh, somebody could disagree with you would be to say that your methodology was flawed because, Otherwise, the numbers are what they are, and they indicate what they do, correct? Uh, that's absolutely correct. And a, and a number of folks have tried to take issue with our methodology and the data analysis. Uh, and um, unfortunately, those folks just don't understand science and don't understand statistical analysis of data. Our, our data is, uh, you know, nearly 40 years' worth of data. And it goes into an extremely robust stock assessment model, which is a highly complex mathematical model that that evaluates the trends in those populations over many, many uh, decades. And so our evaluation of the data and what the data is suggesting to us about the status of our fishery uh, was sent out for peer review. So it went to, to a number of scientists all throughout the country to review it. And it came back from all of those peer reviews as a statistically sound model. And so we have a lot of faith in the science. And so uh, so uh, there's a number of folks that have stood up in front of the commission and, and even the legislature and, and taken ombrage with the science. But unfortunately, they just don't have the statistical background or the biological background to really stand behind the statements that they've made. And so the science is very good. But, uh, you know, disagreeing with us in terms of it being too much of an impact on the economies of our coast is valid. But uh, saying that the science is bad is absolutely not valid. What about these surveys that were conducted? I see Pat Connick had a comment uh, or concern about people voting multiple times. The surveys were about keeping the limits as they were? Yeah, so we, we embarked – when we first brought this information to our commission back in 2019, they directed us to do a robust survey of the public. And so we had a lot of public meetings and person meetings as well as email and online surveys. And so um, Mr. Connick was concerned about people voting more than once. But our survey system that we have online and through email um, – guards against that. It will only allow uh, certain IP addresses, which identify a certain computer or a certain smartphone from voting in, in our survey more than once. Now, certainly the same person can go to a, uh, I guess, a coffee shop and use a bunch of different computers and vote and do it that way. But, you know, obviously some that's a highly unlikely scenario, but they couldn't sit at home on their personal computer and vote a bunch of different times. Our survey system just does not allow that. But that was just voting on what they wanted, not what the state of the fishery was, right? That's correct. That was that was them voting on their preference for what kind of management measures should be taken to recover the stock. Somebody texted in here, why not just regulate the charter fishermen? I fish maybe four to five times a year. Every time it costs me hundreds of bucks. I usually don't catch my limit, but if by chance I find a school of fish, I'd like to be able to fill my freezer up as much as possible. And I think what that that text speaks to is maybe a blurred line between commercial and recreational fishing because nothing against charter captains, but there are people who make their living by taking people out to 
to fish speckled trout, which is a little bit of a blurred line between commercial and recreational? Well, I don't know about a blurred line. I mean, certainly uh, folks who are fishing with charter captains, they are recreational fishing fishermen. Uh, charter captains themselves are certainly executing a commercial activity. But uh, with respect to why not regulate just a charter fisherman, um, you know, charter fishermen are, are um, surveyed in our normal weekly um, attempts to understand how much fishing pressure is occurring. And when you consider the charter captain and the amount of fish that particular captain is catching, and not necessarily their clients, mm-hmm. but the, the captain themselves, it's actually a small percentage of the overall harvest uh, when compared to the, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of anglers that are out each year targeting speckled trout. What about so their customers? Is there anything, any skew toward that or not? And I'm, just, I'm not, again, I got none against the charter captains. I'm just wondering. Uh, no, there's really not. We actually, if you look at the numbers, we have just far, far greater numbers of just regular private anglers than we gotcha. do charter fishermen and and charter clients. That makes sense. So what happens if it stays like it is, Patrick? Well, unfortunately, uh, if we leave the regulations like they are and the amount of fishing pressure continues as it is, um, you know, our speckled trout population is already in in trouble, and we will continue to see that, that biomass continue to drop. And so, it's just not a good scenario for our, uh, the conservation of that species. Politics and science never make for good bedfellows at all. What happens from here? Well, they don't. We saw with the, Patrick. Look, we saw with the levees from Katrina. That's a classic example where the scientists said one thing, Congress said another, and look what happened. So, what happens here? Yeah. Well, and 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 unfortunately, that sometimes they don't make good bedfellows. But you know, our our, our politicians have a, a difficult, you know, job to try to. Listen to the science, but also listen to the and public. And it is, and it, you're right. It is the public who who uh, want these things. But in this case, um, I do think that my hope is, is that we can work with our commission to find a, a, a reasonable regulation that can be put on that can help the situation. It may not solve it, but it can help the situation that can also be uh, accepted by the anglers and the politicians that vote for them. Thank you, Patrick. Any final thoughts? Nope. I just appreciate the time and appreciate you giving us the opportunity to explain some of this. Right, I'd like you to come back if anything changes. Patrick Banks, Assistant Secretary for Fisheries of the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. I'll leave it with this. A politician thinks of the next election. A statesman thinks of the next generation. 9.53, 7 till 10. We'll find out what Noel Norman's got for you today planned when we come back here on WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 